Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, Georgia. Welcome into another edition of the Morning Five podcast. Today is Tuesday, July 26th. And today's podcast, like every day, is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey life happens don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards we have a top-notch law firm right here in west georgia the parian lawyers with offices in Carrollton and bremen personal injury workman's comp and everything in between find them at callcadenow.com that's c-a-l-l-c-a-d-e-n-o-w.com local lawyers catchy slogans a few billboards big results. Billy, before we start off with the National Food Day today, we have to start off the podcast by talking about some sad, sad news that I just received about five minutes ago. Brace yourself, Billy. Oh, no. The Choco Taco has been discontinued. Oh, no. I just saw this a couple minutes ago. Are you serious? Yes. I am deadly serious. After 40 years of being an undefeated snack in America's pastime. The Choco Taco has been discontinued. Moment of silence. Moment of silence. Moment of silence. All right. That's a, that's a moment of silence for the Choco Taco. I'm kind of bummed about that, man. I actually did enjoy the Choco Taco, which might come as a surprise to a lot of people because it's it's a Klondike bar essentially in a taco with, with chocolate on it. Uh, but I was a pretty big fan of Choco Tacos, man, especially... Do you remember when Taco Bell used to have them? They might still, but I remember when I was a kid, that was like my favorite thing to get at Taco Bell was either the Choco Tacos or the twisted cinnamon uh, little crunchy roll thingies. Do you remember those? I do not. I literally do not recall Taco Bell having them, but yes, I remember having Choco Tacos growing up. Yes. So I'm, They're awesome. They're awesome. Yeah. They're yeah. So- so uh, no more Choco Tacos. They are being discontinued after almost 40 years of being in existence. That is a sad day. Today is National Bagel Fest Day, Billy, and National Coffee Milkshake Day. Can you get on board with either one of these? Okay. Uh, bagels? Okay. Sure. I'm, I'm not a huge bagel fan, but I'll get behind it. I, I like English muffins a lot better than I like bagels. Uh, coffee milkshake? Probably not. I'm not like... That just, no. I would feel like a coffee milkshake could go wrong really easily. Like, that this seems like a good idea in theory, but I feel like a coffee milkshake could go really wrong really quickly because I am quite particular on my coffee and how it tastes and how it's served. I bet a coffee milkshake, that could go sideways really quick. Very Ron, quickly. I'm literally thinking Ron Burgundy here in, in the... Uh... That was a bad choice. Now I am a huge bagel fan. This is a this is a bagel household I live in. We go through, I don't know, probably about twenty bagels a week. Uh, we we all eat bagels are almost the staple of breakfast for my entire family. Bagels or cereal. Uh, I prefer the everything bagel with absolutely just you know ev- literally everything mashed onto it. Uh, or uh, everything bagel with onion and chive cream cheese. That is that is my uh, tip top best bagel. The kids like the was it blueberry and blueberry and cinnamon or something like that, raisin and cinnamon, something like that bagel. But we are a big bagel family. My wife likes to eat 
jalapeno cream cheese on her bagel. I'm a massive, massive spicy fan. Billy, you know this. I love hot stuff. Yep. I love spicy stuff. I cover just about every single food I eat in spicy stuff. I can't get on board with the jalapeno cream cheese for some reason. It's not what I want in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. It's uh, it's different, and it's not something that is is really what you need to put on a bagel. Yeah, um, uh, that's a hard. I love bagels, love cream cheese. It can be a hard pass for me on the jalapeno cream cheese on there. Billy, 24 days until the regular season starts for high school football. I am jacked. If you didn't see yesterday, we put out a little graphic on our morning five page about the countdown to football. We're 24 days away from high school uh, regular season starting, nine days away from NFL preseason, 10 days away from high school football preseason, 32 days away from college football regular season, and 44 days away from NFL regular season in six days we start a streak of seven straight months with some form of football being played i'm hyped man six days billy oh six days six days dude we're going i'm jacked we've made it i'm i'm jacked i'm so jacked for for those of you we're gonna pull the curtain back a little bit bryce and i have talked about whether or not we should have done the morning five every single day throughout the summer because there's not a lot going on but now that football is getting back, this this is our time. Like, let's this, go. We're we're so freaking ready, and uh, we've got you know how many days? How many until preseason? We got yeah. ten. Ten days yeah. until preseason. We've got seven days to media day. So, and you and I are no gonna- six six right? No, no. Today's Tuesday. You're right. Seven. I, I don't know why I thought today was Wednesday. I'm staring at Tuesday right here on my screen. <laughs> it's still order it's still early can we get another cup of coffee can that be our first segment <laughs> uh billy let's go ahead and hit up the braves <laughs> the braves this weekend they take two out of three from the angels but they do drop the opener last night to the phillies uh the braves fall six to four last night after bryson stopped blasted a three-run shot uh, in the bottom of the eighth inning last night off of aj minter freed Settled in quite well last night. I was a little terrified by his rocky start, but he did settle in quite well. Pitched six innings with over 100 uh, pitches and only gave up three earned runs, eight Ks. Did, did give up nine hits, I believe, last night. So that is a bit concerning, but only three runs over six-inning pitch. I'll take that most nights out. Uh, Ozuna with the lone RBI. The other runs that we got last night were all unearned runs. Uh, and if the ball isn't going out with this lineup, Billy, it doesn't seem like we can get a win. We, we live and die with the long ball, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah, and unfortunately, that is the case. You know, the, we did very, very well against the Angels over the weekend outside of uh, Sunday, which you and I are going to have to have a conversation about Ian Anderson again. Eesh, um, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's not looking good. Freed, uh, Freed pitched well. Freed pitched like Max Freed last night, and there's there's he he fought his way through. Um, you know, you just hope to see better better outcome. You know, and it's one of those moments that last night's you know the the Stott home run is just one of those things. It's baseball. You know, you just those happen. Those home runs happen that you know goes against us it's the same way it happens against you know with us you know it happens for us that home run just happened against us last night there's nothing you got to tip your cap to the phillies and move on and 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 hope and pray that the uh 
the Mets continue to uh, falter. And I believe we are now two games. Yeah, we are two games back uh, in the in the standings. We're three games back in the loss column, which actually that, that's what matters is the loss column. So uh, we are three games back in the loss column. The Mets right now, they were the Mets were off last night. So uh, that is why we only lost a half a game. And tonight on the bump for the Braves, who has who's tonight? Spencer Strider. We had old Mr. Mustache. Uh, Spencer Strider versus Aaron Nola tonight on the mound. 705 star Braves are favored in that. Need to win the next two, man. I don't want to drop a series to the Phillies. I don't want to drop a series to these guys. I know it's at, I know it's away, but we need to got to keep winning. We need to keep winning. Yep. All no. right, let's get to the Atlanta United game from over the weekend, Billy. Um, they fell again. 2 nothing to the LA Galaxy. I don't know if you got to watch any of this game. It came on super late on <laughs> Sunday evening. Sunday night? Yeah, it was. It, so, so on ESPN, they had it as a 9 o'clock kick all week. And then I checked, I don't know, Sunday around 1 or 2 p.m., and it said 9.30. And I was like, oh, geez, it keeps getting pushed back. So I flipped it on at 9.30 and wait, 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 and it never started. And then like at 9.55, it finally kicked off. So the game didn't get over until after midnight. Needless to say, I didn't watch the entire game on Sunday. I woke up uh, yesterday morning and, and watched most of the game yesterday morning. And dude, it wasn't good. It, it was not good. It looked like the Atlanta United from two and a half, three weeks ago. Uh, it was it was quite disappointing. We need to start uh, Tiago Almada and Joseph Martinez. I, I know we like to have Ronaldo Cisneros up there, and I think he is a vastly talented person, and I think in the right circumstances, him starting over Joseph is probably not a bad idea and bring, maybe bringing Joseph in early in the second half, but I think it was pretty apparent last night that, that we've got to start Joseph and we have to start Almada. The starting lineup is starting to get questionable. I know Pineda is trying to finagle things and try to find the right matchup and, and the right chemistry to play each other. But you have to play all of your DPs in the same lineup, especially when you have a squad that's as expensive as Atlanta United is. You have to start your DPs. Put your DPs in there, and then if you need to make adjustments in the second half, make adjustments. But I, I don't know why Almada wasn't starting. I don't know if it's something that Pineda is covering up for him, like an injury or an illness or a training thing or something. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, but Almada needs to start and Joseph needs to start. And listen, if Joseph gets tired in the 38th minute, that's fine. Whatever. Bring in Dom or bring in Cisneros Ronaldo. You know, bring in somebody to, to take him out. That's fine. But you have to start You have to start Joseph. He brings too much energy up front, and he's too good of a false nine right now to not start him in an offense that, dude, we've got to score first. If we don't score first, if we let the other team score and the other team can just sit back, destroys our entire way of playing. Because we are a counter-attacking team, and when it, when the LA Galaxy scored, they you know they went up one nothing early in the game. I was like, that's it, that's it. This team does not do a very good job most of the games of coming back and either getting a point out or winning a game outright. So we, we got to be on the front foot. We got to be the ones that score first. Uh, there wasn't an effort in the first half either. It looked very lackadaisical. It give, it looked very. I could give a you know what if we go out here and play hard. It looked like, again, the same thing that we had about two weeks ago. They were playing for the name on the back of the jersey instead of the name on the front of the jersey. And I'm not sure what's going on inside this team's mentality. It just, it did not look, they did not look like they congealed well. They did not look like they had great chemistry out there in LA. There was not a, I don't want to say they don't, they didn't care because I think that's extremely unfair from someone who is this far away 
from the situation. But when you're watching it on screen, on TV, it just doesn't look like there is the second effort going on with the squad. And Rocco Rios Novo, Billy, got the start again in goal. Dude, he's got to be benched. He, that, he's got he's to be benched. You got to take him out. You got to let that 6'5", South American guy get some playing time because Rios Novo looked atrocious in goal versus LA. And, you know, if, if this was any other sport, I would say the head coach is on the hot seat. And I think that's the big question. Is Pineda on the hot seat? Because something needs to happen in this lineup to change their mindset. Something needs to happen behind closed doors to get these guys' attention. And, I mean, Pineda is a, a, a younger uh, coach. I believe he's only six years away from his playing career. So he is a very... I guess new thinking coach young coach wants to be friends with his players wants to be a player coach and I just don't know if that's what this squad needs uh, but is but is Pineda I mean if we don't make the playoffs I think Pineda has to be on the hot seat I'm not saying that he definitely needs to make uh, Arthur Blank definitely needs to make changes uh, for the head coach but I think Pineda is definitely on the hot seat if we do not make the playoffs and it is not trending in the right direction right now unfortunately I was actually going to make a comment the fact that you know Pineda needs to be looked at at this point because of the fact that these lineups continue to change and we are we are beyond where we need to be as far as midseason at this point. He has to have, have a freaking idea of what the hell is going on with this team and apparently no one does because he continues to change this lineup over and over and over again and the, the lack of consistency is, is starting to be alarming. And, you know, it's it's no longer based on um, just everybody is freaking hurt. You know, we've gotten a lot of people back healthy. We still have a lot of people hurt, but we've gotten a lot of people back healthy. And the starters haven't really changed much in the past couple of weeks. Let's be real. So this is this is starting to get to the point where it's like, oh, we're just going to continue to change the lineup. And like, why? Why are we doing this? I don't understand. And it's the most most expensive team in the MLS as well. Like, it's not like we're doing this with a... And I know injuries have played a small part into it. But yeah, like you said, Billy, we've got a lot of people coming back. Gutman should be coming back soon as well. So we got to take a long, hard look inside of the squad we have right now and see if the heart's there. See if that... I wish I could do the the, uh, Ty Schmidt dog impersonation of uh, Sirianni, but I can't. But yeah, we got to see if there's a dog inside this roster because right now right now right now there's not and and we went over all that and the sky is falling and everybody's feeling bad billy you know how many points we're out of the playoffs right now six two really we're two we're two points out of the playoffs with a game in hand yeah so it's it's as bad as as bad as it has been as bad as you think the the sky is falling we're only two points out of the playoffs, so hope is still there, and we are. Let's see, one, two, four, we're four. We're we're nine points out of a home playoff, so that's that's a bit of a stretch. But two points out of the playoffs with hell, I don't even know how many games we have left. Quite a bit, so it's the sky is the sky is not falling, despite what I have just been ranting about for ten minutes. But there is cause for concern, in my opinion, with this squad. All right, play hard, and you can start listening again. Go ahead, <laughs> we are we are done with soccer and uh, we don't have any basketball to talk about today i don't believe so they will be happy to know that we are going to talk about football we are going to preview the nfc south this week 
Uh, today, we are going to start off with the Panthers and Saints. Then we are going to have the Bucks on Wednesday and then the Falcons on Thursday. So we're going to start off today with the Panthers. Billy, who's going to start at quarterback is the big question for the Panthers. There's I would assume no it has to be Baker, right? It's 100% Baker. Is is he healthy, though? I think that's the big question. Is he healthy? I would think he is. I, I don't know. Well, you know, we thought that last year when he was with the Browns, but he wasn't. He's, you know, so I think I think that's a big question for the Panthers that they need to figure out. I think it has to be Baker if he's healthy. I it would be really stupid to trade for a quarterback and then bench him behind Sam Darnold because you trade, uh, you know, after you traded for him. I think I think uh, uh, Baker is one of the top. 16 quarterbacks in the league I, I don't think I, I don't think that's a stretch to say that I think Baker Mayfield is, is a pretty talented guy he's not someone you're going to win a Super Bowl with do what top 16 to top 20 sure somewhere around. yeah yeah I think he's he's proven he can win a, a playoff game I don't think he's a Super Bowl caliber quarterback but I think he can win a division I think he can win a playoff game or two I think he could probably get to an NFC championship game uh, he proved it in the AFC so I think he's a a decent quarterback. I think he's probably a mid-level quarterback, and I think he's vastly better than anybody that anybody that the Panthers have on the roster right now at quarterback. So, I would be pretty shocked if it wasn't Baker starting at quarterback. The other big question on offense is: Can McCaffrey stay healthy? Uh, you can't question his talent. Christian McCaffrey is a vastly talented running back, but he seems to get injured literally every single year. I mean, stepping off the bus at training camp, I would wrap him in bubble wrap to keep him to stay healthy as, as long as possible. The kid is insanely talented but he can't stay healthy he can't stay on the field and the uh, you know the the best ability is availability so christian mccaffrey needs to stay on the field needs to stay healthy whoever starts at quarterback has got to find someone outside of dj Moore to throw to robbie anderson is probably the obvious choice right there at wide receiver two uh but robbie has only had one receiving year where he's gone over a thousand yards receiving and the most tuds he's ever gotten was in his sophomore season where he had seven seven touchdown receptions, and that was, I think, five years ago. So Robbie Anderson is an okay wide receiver, too, but they are definitely going to need him to step up to try to take off the double teams away from DJ Moore. Carolina's defense is good enough that this offense, if it's serviceable, Carolina could be in the playoffs. Carolina's defense is absolutely phenomenal. The Panthers jumped to number two in the NFL in yards allowed per game last year. Uh, and most of that unit is back. They are led by Pro Bowl defensive end Brian Burns. He'll be joined by safety Jeremy Chin and cornerback Dante Jackson. So that defense is going to be very, very daunting. The big question is, can the offense just sort of do their part and be good enough for them to be in games to win games? The Panthers right now are 32nd in preseason power rankings. They have the 14th easiest schedule in the NFL, and I predict they will go 8-9 and nine this year. They're really 32nd. They are 32nd. I don't I don't know how the hell anybody rated them 32nd. I was quite shocked by that. Are the Falcons lower than or higher than the Panthers? Uh the Falcons are a solid. You'll find out on Thursday. Oh my gosh. Uh the other thing, they <laughs> out in Carolina too, don't they? Uh yes, I believe they do have a new I believe they have a new OC out there. Uh, and I forget his name, but he he'll be running Matt Rule's uh, Matt Rule you, Matt Rule's offense. You have to think this year for Matt Rule was like a make or break, right? What do you think? You think this is like this is what year three or four? 
Uh, believe this is year three. Yeah, Ben McAdoo is the offensive coordinator out there in Carolina. I believe he's he was been there though, hasn't he? No, because what's his face was there. Uh, the the guy from uh, LSU was their their OC for Brady. Maybe I can't remember. I don't know. Bayou Bob. <laughs> I'd put I'd, I'd put him on any squad. But yeah, thirty second power ranking, kind of surprising. Uh, eight and nine, eight and nine, I think, is sort of where they're going to live this year, unless they just have some outer-worldly Baker Mayfield season at quarterback. Uh, next, we're going to move on to the New Orleans Saints in 2021. It saw the Saints have the worst offense in the Peyton era. They finished with a franchise low in yards with 300 yard, 304 yards per game, uh, which was good enough for 28th in the NFL and the lowest since the Ditka era. Uh, when he was head coach for the Saints. If the offense can stay healthy, that's the big key right here. If the offense can stay healthy, I'm going to make a bold prediction here, and Mr. Matt Ridgway is not going to like this. I think this offense is the most talented offense in the NFC South. I'm not going to like it either. <laughs> uh, well, come, now, come on. Come, now, I know, you're a Fal- I know you're a Falcons fan. Now, let's take your fan hat off. The Falcons have like two good, what, two good offensive players. I mean, I agree, but at the same time, it <laughs> mean that I'm happy that they're the most <laughs> You can accept it without being happy about it. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Uh, Jameis Winston returns after having uh, a very good start to the year last year. I thought he was going to be one of the dark horses for comeback player of the year. I think he is going to be in the running this year. Uh, Winston looked really good last year before getting injured. The running back core is just as solid as any other team in the entire NFL. Uh, they have Alvin Kamara starting. Mark Ingram is going to be his backup in the backfield. Once again, health is a concern with quarterback, running back, and we're going to get to the wide receivers. It's a, it's a concern there. So like I said with the Panthers, the best ability is availability. And if these guys on offense can stay healthy, they are going to be a massively, massively improved offense just because of the health. The wide receiver core is absurd, Billy. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. I mean, this is an absolute matchup nightmare. I don't know. I don't know who you cover out of here because Alvin Kamara out of the backfield is also a a passing threat. And then you have uh, uh, Marquez Callaway, the second year man out of Florida, also there when they go five wide. So this offense is going to be a terror in the NFC South. And if they can stay healthy, I think it's going to be the best offense in the NFC South. They're going to have a big bounce back from last year's 28th ranked offense. On defense, if they can maintain what they did last year on defense, this team is going to be scary good. The defense last year was super, super solid. Finishing in the top 10 in the NFC in passing yards allowed, rushing yards allowed, and total yards allowed. They were also number one in the NFC in scoring defense. Cameron Jordan started slow last year, but did come on in the second half of the season and finished with eight and a half sacks between him, Pete Werner, Tyron Matthew, and Marshawn Lattimore. This defense will be a top five defense in the NFC if they stay healthy. The Saints right now are 20th in the preseason power rankings. I think that is horrifically low. I think that is terrifyingly low for the Saints. Uh, They have the ninth easiest schedule in the NFL. Bold prediction, I think the Saints will go 12 and five, and I think they're going to compete to win this division. Yeah, I think the Saints have a really good shot to win the division. No offense to Matt or to any other Tampa Bay or Falcons fan. If, if you're a Falcons fan and think we're going to win the division this year, I've got some, uh, I've got some real estate 
opportunities for you that we need to discuss. Yeah, we got some we got some beachfront property in Montana for you if uh, <laughs> if you believe the Falcons are going to win the division this year. But I think the Saints are vastly underrated, man. I think they're I think they're going to be a good squad this year. I think they could really compete for the, the for the uh, NFC South title. My only holdup, and I know that you're going to call me out on this, but I, I just don't see it. I never have seen it. My only holdup is Jameis Winston. I'm just not a fan of his. I know he has his statistics, his moments, but I just do not see it with him. Nope. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. All right, Bryce, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Uh, last night uh, in the NL East, the Reds beat the Marlins 11-2, and the Nationals beat the Dodgers 4-1. to oh, That's a good thing for the... Because, uh, I mean, anytime the Dodgers is, is a good thing, but the Nationals... We don't like the Dyers. Oh, Oh, no. Uh, on the Stump It games and events calendar tonight in the NL East, the Reds are facing the Marlins. The Mets are facing the Yankees. Can, can that entire series just, can they both lose? Just everybody lose? Yeah. Can that, can, uh, can we tie in baseball? Can we still have ties? Well, we we I, found out, we found out somebody tied like 30 years ago in a baseball game. Let's just have ties. Let's have the Mets and Yankees tie. I was going to take it a lot darker and say, you know, this I wasn't going to go that far, but uh, yes, yeah. we do not want either team to win. <laughs> the Dodgers versus, versus the Nationals as well. And that's your stump at games and events calendar. Billy, you ready for another cup of coffee? Dude, I need a cup of coffee. I haven't gotten one yet. Ooh, let's do it, dude. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong. Hannah? Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Billy, before we get to these notes on the uh, another cup of coffee, did do you know how old Jameis Winston is? 27, 28? He's 28, dude. I feel like he has been in the league for so much longer than that. That guy could easily have another five to eight years in his prime. Didn't, didn't we... I know this is going. To, this is going to go back. Didn't we cover him back when we were doing the old sports club days? Mm, 2015 was his first year in the NFL, so we might have talked about him in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it's very possible. That's 28, dude. That's I thought he was older than that. I thought he was like mid 30s. No, that's a uh, wow. That's surprising. Are they going to find? Is did Saint? Did the Saints just find their next Drew Brees? Leaves his original team, oh comes over and just has a massive amount of success with the Saints. They find that. Uh, let's get to another cup of coffee. David Ortiz goes into the Hall of Fame this weekend. Billy, deserve it, yes or no? Absolutely, he's a Hall of Famer. Right. <laughs> no doubt in my mind, he's a Hall of Famer. Sure. I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. Tim Kurgin, also in the Hall of Fame, yes or no? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's, I think he, he's oh. probably the most famous baseball writer, right? Mm, I wouldn't go most famous but close to it ESPN has done a very good job of putting him out front um, him and Buster Olney both both of them are, have done a really good job I think there's a lot of baseball writers that have come out since then that are, are a lot better but that's just my personal opinion Kirchin's one of the best of the old old group yes the old guard. I'm not a huge fan of Kurt Jim, but I think he's good at what he does. So yeah. I, I agree with you on that one. I think he is also well-deserved. Longtime wide receiver Danny Amendola is retiring from the NFL. I honestly didn't even know he was still playing. I, I thought he retired a long time ago or was playing in the XFL or, or whatever he did. I honestly 
did not know uh, he was still in the NFL. He played with the the Rams, the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Lions, the the Texans. He's kind of been all over the place. So congratulations to Danny Amendola. Honestly, I mean that's a what, like a fifteen year career or something like that. So congratulations to him. Sorry. Uh, Good news. Yeah. Good news. Do what? Good news. What? Day. Every yeah. single NFL team is in training camp. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Dude, the Hall of Fame game is next week. That just jumped up. I didn't even realize that until we were talking about it yesterday. And I was like, oh, let me check and see when NFL preseason starts. It starts next week. The Hall of Fame game. Holy smokes, man. We're th- it just popped up on us. It just popped up on us. Every single so team it's so freaking fun. in training camp. I'm let's go. Uh, Lamar Jackson's agent, Billy, is apparently his mom. Uh, we were listening to the Pat McAfee show yesterday, and they were talking about getting him a new contract with the Baltimore Ravens, and apparently he does not have an agent, and his agent is either him or his mom. The Ravens are trying to talk to him about a new contract, but they the, the Lamar Jackson's group, his mom, whatever it is, is not calling them back to get a new contract. So it's a very weird situation up there in Baltimore. I'm not really sure what they're thinking or what's going on but that's very odd it's a very odd situation well, speaking of let's let's talk about something that happened over the weekend that i was a little bit surprised about are you surprised about the uh the kyler burry contract yes very holy crap dude yeah yeah that was that was quite shocking and you know inside that inside his contract like there's a stipulation that said he has to watch film like there's a amount of time <laughs> that he has to watch film and he has to document himself watching film and like sign up waiver every time he watches film on different stuff uh the old uh the old jamarcus russell trick as well so yeah i was i was pretty i was pretty surprised by that uh billy up in chicago mayor Lori lightfoot pitches a dome for soldier field to entice the bears to remain at the stadium is there anything more sacrilegious than a domed football stadium in Chicago, Illinois? Uh, other than completely ripping out the Ivy at Wrigley Field. Yeah, knocking down the big green monster in, uh, in, in Boston. Yeah, I mean, Soldier Field is just so iconic in, in Chicago. It really is. It's one of the, the oldest stadiums in the, in the NFL. It's the only thing that makes the Bears still relevant, honestly. I mean, that team sucks. They're wanting to put a and, dome over it. Well, I don't know. I don't, well, they want to put a dome over that. There is a new development in Cleveland for a domed stadium in downtown Cleveland to get rid of Cleveland's stadium. And I believe they have already got the okay to put a dome up in Buffalo for the Buffalo Bills' new stadium. Um, so it it's sad, man. I understand why they're doing it. The people that own it can host events year round and it can't just be a one type of weather stadium where it just hosts football games. And if it's raining, they can't host anything other than possibly a sporting event. Um, I mean, you can have concerts, you can have wrestling events, you can have motocross, you can have all these other things. I understand from a money standpoint why they want to put a dome up there, but it's sad, man. I mean, it's I there's nothing I love more than watching outdoor football in the rain in the snow in the heat i don't care man i love it and dude i I, meant i'm sad i'm really sad this is several years ago so i say a couple years several several years ago it's been a while uh they did a uh you know how the the nhl does 
the outdoor games and everything. Right, right, yeah. They did it at Soldier Field for a Chicago game, and it snowed during a hockey oh, game. Oh, man. It was oh, my. freaking awesome to watch. There's nothing better than watching a hockey game in snow. You think that's pretty amazing? It's oh god, watching it in snow is just even better. <laughs> that's pretty, and you know what? I lied. I lied to our good friend uh, Casey Bass and Clay Harden. We do have basketball news. I'm sorry, sorry, we do have a little bit of basketball news here. Sharif Cooper has been waived by the Atlanta Hawks what? yesterday. Hi. Yeah, he had he had his I don't know he has two he has two way contract signed and now he waived him. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I, Sharif Cooper probably wasn't gonna play much, so. We do have a two-way contract that is available now for the Atlanta Hawks. So I don't know who we're going to sign on that. And Billy, today in 1962, Milwaukee Brave uh, Warren Spahan, I think he was a pitcher of some sort, slightly decent back in the day. Uh, Warren Spahn sets the home run record of 31 home runs hit by a pitcher. Good Lord. 31. 31. That's crazy. (laughs) By a pitcher. Warren Spahn was a stud. He was a beast dude absolute monster absolute monster bill you got anything else to add today man nope awesome let's get out of here on the taco tuesday one of the last we'll get with a choco taco tuesday go out there and get a choco taco get a bagel get a chocolate or get a coffee milkshake we will see y'all tomorrow same time same place shake your neighbors just shake them shake your neighbors